0: You are now listening to WMG Podcast, Building and Cultivating Excellence. Thank you. Welcome to the Super Breakdown, where we take your favorite heroes and villains, break them down, and then open up a multiverse of possibilities with one question, what if? All right, so you already know what it is. I'm your host, Power Maximus, and I'm here with everyone's favorite demigod, Lord Triage. And today, we decided to go off the beaten path a little bit. Uh, we did have one person planned for today, but we decided to flip it up last minute. So this is probably going to be coming to you a little bit late. But today, we are talking about the daywalker himself, Eric Brooks. Or everyone must know him as Lee. All right. So this character, I I love this character so much just because one, I have I I just have I'm drawn to a lot of African American characters, a lot of Black characters. Um, but for the most part, my the biggest thing I like about this character is like his origins. Um, at least the new origin. Actually, even then, I can't even say that because there's multiple origins for the for him. There's one where um, like he didn't have any of these powers or abilities. He was just like a normal vampire hunter, and then um, he ends up getting bit by uh Morbius. Yes, and then uh, pretty much his blood reacts with. Uh, Morbius's, uh, blood or whatever it is that, you know, vampires inject them with and end up giving him the powers of a day, you know, a vampire. You know, he had all the strengths and all the, all the great things about being a vampire, uh, just without any of the weaknesses to sunlight, like, silver, garlic, any of that. Um, there's that one. I like that one, but then there's, um, but then there's like the, the older one where, um, but just the other one which the movies went off of where like he was um his mother had was bitten by her doctor who was a vampire while she was giving birth and um so he ended up being born like half vampire or whatever um i don't know i i personally like the second one more than the first one and i'll probably right, right. up on the last one the second one i, I like i like more than you know, than him being bit by Morbius and going that route. Um,
1: well, I honestly thought they were going to tie all that together with the movie. That's where I thought it was going to go, but...
0: Yeah. Because it felt a little weird to have Marsha Ali's blade, at least his voice, appear... Oh, spoilers. Just want to let you know. Spoilers here. If you haven't seen Eternals, it's a spoiler for Eternals. So, I just found it weird that to have his voice at the end of that, uh, uh, at the end of Eternals for that cutscene, rather than ha- tie him in with Morbius. Because, Fox, oh, uh, well, Disney owns Fox, Fox owns New Line, Blade was a New Line film, so it would make sense if they did the same Spider-, gave it the same Spider-Man treatment, and gave it to Sony, because I I mean there's two studios that I think would be able to make a real good blade movie like the first two. Oh I'm all ears, go ahead. I think Universal. I think Universal could do a great movie uh, with him, but I also think Sony will be able to do a great movie him. At least I was at gonna least say Lions by Marvel standards. Lionsgate, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but also if you wanted to make, if you wanted to make Blade Asian. Asian oh my Batman. god. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, I had to, I had to spin that because I feel like they don't get talked about them enough. Their, 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 their production studios are grade A. So I, we saw them out good studios, so I was like, All right, I just want to like, suck that in there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, but yeah I don't know I can see Lionsgate I can see that I can see that Um, the reason why I say Universal is because you know I've seen we're gonna cut out the mummy that they did with Tom Cruise we're gonna cut that out but um, I like what they did with Wolfman I thought Wolfman a few years back was great
1: Oh, what a, uh, Alicia del Toro. That movie was phenomenal. Yeah, that movie, that does movie does not get enough recognition, actually, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, same thing with the other movie they made that was supposed to go with that, Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold was an amazing movie as well. I've not sat through that. You got to, bro. It's great. It's really, really good. Hmm. It's really, really good. And then they end up killing the run with the mummy. But they show, I feel like they've shown that they can do First off, they showed that they can do a vampire movie. They showed they can do a vampire movie, so I think they would be able to do a good job with Blade. Um, and didn't Universal do the Underworld movies?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, honestly, off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking, I was thinking they did, and that also ties into um, like my my reasoning behind. You know, saying that they could do a great Blade movie. Um, I mean, I feel like I'll say this: whatever studio did the Underworld movies, I will. I I I I really feel. Well, last time I checked, Underworld was like a collaborative thing. It was between Sony. And, uh, Columbia Pictures mainly. So, I mean, I think, um, well,
1: that's what uh, I think, my, yeah. whole thing, my whole thing with stuff like that is that if we're, if 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 we're doing it and we're, it's planned out fine, we, we can run with it. Like don't switch producers or directors or don't do this or do that because it's like those movies started all solid, but they kind of became like a train wreck around number four, I want to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, we can we can say the same for Blade.
1: Listen, we we we're, we're not it's, speaking of Hannibal King.
0: <laughs> um I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying like I felt like the move that uh, Blade Trinity had a lot of a lot of potential, but it most certainly 100% fell short. Big time.
1: Well, Here's, here, here's my issue with that and it's like if we're gonna follow something based off a certain level of grit in a character's development and psyche we have to stick to that Blade's biggest thing is that he doesn't work well with others there's a lot of characters in the, in the Marvel Universe that feel this better the same way so same thing with DC Like Batman's constantly saying now oh, he's not a part of the Justice League yet he's Hands down, their number one tactician. He's the brains behind the league. So,
0: and I'll I'll say this: a lot of times, as they're portraying Batman, they're portraying him as the leader. Very true. You know, so I, 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 yeah, and wow, now I'm really thinking about that. Yeah, that's yeah. I didn't really, I didn't really think about that for Blade Trinity. That I feel, yeah. So, like because with I'm him, his character. uh Trying to have his character like work with these uh, other one unestablished characters, to barely developed, you know, characters, and, and then it's like them, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. they had the tech and they had the the
1: aspect and shit. Like you know, they could fight, all right. But it's you know, just because you doesn't thing you should get in, doesn't just because you can boxers mean you should get in the ring with Mayweather. And like he said it, like you know, this is this is a joke. This is funny. Nah, this is my life. This is what I do. I was, bo- I was literally born and bred for this shit. And y'all are doing this cause you're mad?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that honestly, even then, he wouldn't even work with the, um, the, the Harkins foundation or the Harkness foundation mm. who were the, when in the original run for Blade, who were like the main vampire hunters at that time. And he's, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong He said Nah, I'm gonna kill Dracula By myself And then I'm gonna go kill Deacon as well Yeah, so, Deacon
1: and Frost
0: <laughs> scared, Honestly
1: I feel like them killing him off The way they did in that first movie Well, once again, they probably had no clue they were gonna get Greenleaf for a sequel Yeah, that's true I feel, but,
0: I feel like I love that actor and I love the way he played that character and I love the way they wrote that character. I would have loved to see him carry forward.
1: Right? Like, mm-hmm. he was the, the upstart with the with the big ideas. And the purebloods mm-hmm. hated him for it. Like, But like with little shit he did, I couldn't help but like his character.
0: Absolutely. Like, he did it with Swagger because like I've noticed in a lot of situations like that as they're writing it, it's not... Like... They'll have a character that's... That cocky... But... Have no backing... He was cocky... Because he knew... He knew full well... He had it down to a science... That the elders weren't going to be able to pull it off... But... He also knew... That they weren't going to... Entrust him... To pull it off... So all he had to do was just take out the head of the table... And become the head of the table, so I feel like his swagger and the the way they wrote that character was just hands down. I don't think they could have did any better. Hmm. Okay. I mean, cause technically, if I remember correctly from the dialogue in the first movie for that, from that scene, he's the baby. He's only been around for like, a hundred years or so, I believe they said. Knew the baby. And... What I would have liked is I would have liked actually seeing Deacon at least get to number two. Be the one, and then, and, and three, be the one to resurrect. Actually, no, 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 no. Don't see him in two. Cause two was great. Don't change two whatsoever. But then we see Deacon come back in Blade Trinity and be the one that is resurrecting dracula and then dracula ends up killing him because it's like boy you weak you trash get out of here on the real deal well but here's the funny thing with the sequel mm-hmm. um originally
1: they were supposed to end the first one with uh you know with that whole scene where they're on top of the building where she where he goes you know i gotta where's a war going on you keep your cure you want to help me make me a better serum and there was supposed to be somebody else, like a few roofs away, who was supposed to, who was supposed to be revealed to be Morbius. And then like, he was, she's like, it looks like you're back on the clock and he's supposed to draw his sword and jump into the fight. But they scrapped that. Wow. So that was the second movie. Yeah, the second movie was supposed to be about him dealing with Morbius. But they completely scrapped that for the whole thing with the Reapers. And here's the thing with the, with the Reaper story, cause I actually thought that whole thing was great from, mm-hmm the the puppets to the to the makeup to my son Luke Goss playing Jared Nomad I thought that was phenomenal, yeah. And but the but none of that is comic accurate. It's completely from the mind of Blizzard Mm-hmm. which which I tip my hat to him
0: for that. Absolutely, I feel like. I mean, even then, how often do you hear? How often do you get sequels that are? Honestly, that are all around better than the first one. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, The Dark Knight. Yeah, but, but still, that's years later. Years later. Sound
1: right. like? Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: You know, and, you know, because back then that was the time where like sequels were not that good. Sequels were always money grabs. Because no yeah, we don't we don't
1: anything. need another incident like Speed. <laughs> God,
0: yeah, jeez, <laughs> but like it, it, it did really well because it was. I feel like because it was, it was a unique storyline. It was, it was a unique storyline. People hadn't seen it before, but on top of that, nobody was really reading Blade comic books back then. Right? Nobody knew much about Blade. I'll be honest with you, my first time hearing about Blade. Was the movie?
1: Uh, for me, it was Spider-Man the animated series.
0: Uh, I take it back. Me too. I take it back. I take it back. Wait, wait, what came first?
1: It was definitely Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah, I believe, yeah, Spider-Man was the one that really kicked off all the, a lot of the hype for him. Um, yes.
1: And I believe that's also where we got our first look at, um, Abraham Whistler because I believe that they created him in the show, sort of like the way they did Harley Quinn, to give him like you know guidance and a familiar a familiar character, someone for him to coordinate with. You yeah, know, even you know even. The in the chair. Yeah, yeah. Even Batman checks him with Alfred from time to time, so it's like. I
0: mm-hmm. I like, I, I like, like that aspect. That I thought that was cool. To his you say? It's like a person that like the, the they give him a character that keeps uh, them rooted to their humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Because i feel like without whistler blade would have been snapped
1: well that's just like how you were talking before earlier about his uh, his powers and his abilities the one thing that everyone always says you know while he does age sl- uh, slow like slow, a, bit a little bit slower than the average human he does still have the thirst for human
0: blood mhm and that's why you know we see him He's working on this serum... Trying to help him stave off the... Um... save off the bloodlust... But if I remember correctly... Like that... That bloodlust was... Well... The... The serum that he was taking... It wasn't like a... He inhales it and it... Gets rid of the... Gets rid of the urge of the craving... But... If I remember correctly... It actually... It... Actually gives him not blood But like 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 a a substitute For that which is why It's not like an actual full cure Or like it's not like It actually like satiates His thirst Right. But it's just like a substitute To like you know to calm It down a little bit it's like You wanted a burger But they give you a beyond Burger It's a burger. You're not gonna be hungry, but you're not gonna be satisfied.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. Um. So that honestly, that I found, I found that I find that cool the way they really press the fact that he is battling between, you know, his humanity and the you know vampire side, like. I'ma say that's a power right there in itself. Not to mention, like, he's an expert martial artist. Boxing, capoeira, jeet kundo, jujitsu, um, certain forms of karate, kung fu, ninjutsu. He's a sword master, and my boy can get, he can get it dirty in the streets.
1: Uh, don't like... forget, don't forget he's a crack shot.
0: Oh, don't forget, don't forget, can't forget the shotgun. Can't forget he he nasty with a shotgun, nasty with pistols. I never see him use an assault rifle.
1: Do we really want Blade running around with an AR?
0: I'm <laughs> just saying <laughs> I'm just saying. I can see him running around with an AR with like mini stakes in it as bullets. Alright,
1: and you know what image just popped in my head is that that picture of Kermit with the with the assault rifle.
0: <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> I mean, if you look at it though, they like Underworld pulled it off really well. <sighs> Vampires running around with guns. Didn't she use swords at one point doing something? Yeah. But that but
1: that was also them dealing with lichen. So that was them having the silver for a little bit of a different effect and reason. So them using bullets made sense. Opposed to him who he hit somebody with he hit somebody with a silver around he turned ash.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I think Blade could learn a thing or two for them. He run around using silver stakes. They got UV rounds. One bullet got the power of the sun in it, bro. Yeah. My bro Edward Cullen would have been a whole freaking disco ball, bro. Yo, he would have turned Edward Cullen to a whole disco ball. That's really oh, how that should have ended.
1: He said that he said a disco ball, but yeah. Well, phasing okay. from the the movie aspect more towards the comic. Towards the comics. Um, yeah. We got our first appearance being in like n- in July of nineteen seventy three in the Tomb of Dracula. Now I find it funny the that Tomb they give Dracula, Dracula his own run like that to begin with.
0: Mm-hmm. D- so yeah, What were we saying? Uh, I was. Uh, it's um. It's a. Uh, number 10 back
1: in yes. three yes and uh, I I find it very interesting they gave him his own run like that to begin with but my my whole thing is the way they introduced him and how they went about it because originally it was just that he had been immune to the bite because he had been infected at, at in um in utero and so that made him the perfect hunter because once he was trained he was immune to the bite so even if they tried to attack him or if they couldn't kill him he just kept coming. Hmm. Then uh, a few years later, they retcon that whole thing with him having the the running with Morbius and Morbius biting him, and then him inheriting the powers, but not the thirst.
0: Oh, and, yeah. like I forgot he didn't have the thirst in the um when they when they did that run. Right. So like I, I that's why I said
1: like I'm really confused to how they did this whole thing with Morbius unless they're going to set that up in the original Blade movie. They're going to do it like that where. He's immune to the bite at first, and then, lo and behold, he has this running with him, and then Morbius accidentally makes a monster out of a monster.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. Now that 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 does make that does make a little more sense that they were to do it that way. All right, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, he's immune to the bite, but that's of a regular vampire who's technically undead. What happens if he gets bit by the living vampire? Right. You know, So, uh, to me, I feel like that would, uh, that, that would have made, that would have made more sense and they would have been able to drag, uh, drag the movies out a little bit longer without them getting weird. But nobody, they weren't thinking, they weren't thinking that far. They weren't, they weren't thinking that far back then. Um, now bringing it forward, you know, we didn't also see him in, you know, which my my favorite time to see him was definitely in Spider Man: The Animated Series.
1: Yeah, that that thing with him riding a Harley with the laser sword that like he, he was literally running around Manhattan with a lightsaber.
0: My man is driving <laughs> on roofs in a Harley, bro. Just think about that. He was riding yeah, on that. The rooftops in a Harley. Hey Let man, to work for Johnny Blaze. blaze. But Johnny Blaze is a whole demon, bro. Physics doesn't matter to him. (laughs) Physics doesn't matter. He sits down on his motorcycle and his motorcycle becomes a demon. It can do whatever it wants at that point. It literally drives itself.
1: You're not wrong.
0: And do you? I just thought about it. Where were the cops? You think you in New York, you in Queens, you see a black man driving across rooftops in a motorcycle. You not going to call the cops?
1: Listen, man, but that's just like that scene when he was in the hospital when security shot him. What did he do? He turned around, looked at him in their face. said, so are you crazy? You motherfuckers out your mind? That's what difficult. was they going to do exactly? But still, son, this is this is the New York of the Marvel Cinematic of the Marvel Universe. At this rate, you know, giant green people who are, who are half naked, young boys flying on fire, and a kid in tights swinging through the city by, by webs that shoot out his wrist. This shit is normal. you right. Like they, you, you, you make it sound like they're going full on the Django. Why is that nigga up on that nag? Like, nah. The question that they're asking is. Why are you asking why he's up on that nag? You know this is a normal day thing here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you got a whole point right there, bro. Wow.
1: Like did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he does it every Thursday.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's Tom. It's <laughs> the Oh man. Oh yeah, I'm really thinking about that. Oh damn, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> well, we see Blade, of course. We got the movies, of course. We got the comic books. We got the Spider-Man animated series, but Blade also got a live-action TV show and an anime, which I've, now, I've never seen the anime. anime. Yeah, I just found out about it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm interested in watching it, but from that one scene that I saw, yeah, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. It, look, right? it, it looks like a, it looked like a. I'd say mid two thousand anime, based off the based off the graphic design of it all, mm. but interesting,
1: but sort of reminded me of like Ninja Scroll.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, jumping jumping on to the whole live action TV show factor, we get to see Blade, not portrayed by Wesley Snipes. Dre by the Nun other than only Sticky Fingers which threw me all the way off when I first saw this when I when I first watched this a few years back it was on a spike it was on a Mm -hmm. spike and it just threw me off cause I'm like oh, I can't like I personally couldn't because I feel like Ruxley's Snipes played such a hands down dope blade that like Nobody else could play him. Like, Blade, like, like, Wesley Snipes to Blade was the original Robin Downey Jr. to Iron Man.
1: God, uh, don't bring up that Iron Cunt. What? <sighs> well, I, I hear what you're yeah. saying with that, and I, I agree, yeah. because, uh, there was my, I had my, my grievances with him playing that part, but I don't think he did, a, I don't think he did a bad job. It's one of them things like where he was going to get compared to Wesley or whoever played it before, regardless. I mean, shit, we've had several jokers, and we still argue over who's the best amongst two or three of them, and there's ones that should be an argument that aren't. Now, yeah. with this scenario, it's one of those things like where the television aspect allowed us to go more down the rabbit hole with him. And like uh the whole thing about how they explain like how he actually met Whistler and the reason why Whistler walked with that leg brace is because when he first meets him, he tried to kill him and Blade shattered his kneecap. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was cool the way they tied that in, yeah, or like yeah, another thing, or, or like another thing was like uh like everyone talks about like Blade's tribal tattoos. Come to find out, they were gang symbols.
0: Didn't know that. I yeah, know, like you said, this I watched. I watched the series so long ago.
1: Uh, nah, little things were very vivid to me. Like there was a. The story got told that he was living on the street feeding off the homeless after he had had a falling out with his father like his father had locked him in his room and like he was giving him pig's blood originally but the pig's blood was making him sick then he his father wound up involved his father wound up involved with a nurse and the nurse was smuggling blood from the hospital and then this is how he wanted to be um, introduced to Whistler because Whistler found out about it Whistler figured, oh, we have a weapon we can train him to use against the enemy. Then, like, he saw his 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 raw power, and he was like, yeah, we might want to need to put him down. And Blade's like, yeah, not on my watch, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) So, he winds up living on the street for a little period of time, and there was a gang, I believe that, I remember something correctly, they were called the Bad Bloods. And it's supposed to be that he, they used to tag each other, they used to tattoo each other after, after, um, missions. So someone that was just getting inked in And he smelled it mm. He smelled the blood from the tattoo And he came in saying how he was starving So they were to go help him And next thing you know he fed off all them But when he fed off him, he turned them Oh Yeah And then years later Some of them came back after him
0: Yo I gotta sit down and watch this again now Cause now, now, now I'm, now I'm interested. I wasn't interested back then because I was still in my, Wesley Snipes is the greatest. Type phase, you know, because we was he was in everything back in the day. That was that he was, he was eight. He was an A-list, A-lister back in the day. So I was riding on that. Um. But now, now I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna get into that show a little bit more. uh um, right. you Now the, the anime, I really wish I knew more about the anime. You know, but I just find it awesome that like, we see him have all these different abilities. Of course, you know, he has the super strength of a vampire. Of course, he has the heightened senses of a vampire, the heightened strength of, of a vampire. Um, you know, speed, stamina, endurance, all that. Uh, but even though he he also has hypnosis. What? Yeah. Ain't nowhere did I ever see him t- nothing say this man got hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I know he has a healing factor, uh and like so he like can't get sick. So it's one of those healing factors that like I like against all like germs and stuff like that as well. But I ain't ever seen nothing ever say that he had hypnosis. Huh. That's wild. Right. C- clearly I know as much as I thought I knew. Where did he get hypnosis? It Was it in the comic books? hmm Oh. Well, damn. Okay.
1: But it's also one of the things like where... If he's not interacting with a human or like a regular person, how often does he really need to use it? I mean, if he was interrogating like a familiar, and for anyone who doesn't know, the familiars were the ones that served the vampires. They were like their day, their daytime guardians and they'd run errands for them and shit like that. They'd be the ones who they, they're basically, as Blade calls them, he was the blood, they were the blood bitches. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah. Like, uh, like if he's, if he's a good boy, his master will turn him. <laughs> but if anybody else tries to bleed this little hooker, they got to answer to his owner.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, and again, this is why I also feel like Wesley Snipes played Blade absolutely the best. I'm waiting to see what Marsha Ali has. I'm super confident it's gonna be great because he is a he's an Oscar-winning actor and he's amazing in everything that he's in that I've that I've seen him in so far. Um, but just like with those, with I don't feel like anybody else at that time. Could have delivered lines like that, and a lot of those it, it, with with the swagger, the confidence, and just like the sheer humor in those two. Because I remember hearing that. Mind you, I'm also mad young. I should be hearing stuff like this at that time, but I I remember just cracking up, cracking all the way up, and like he said, he had he had he had mad lines in that movie that were just awesome awesome one-liners that like even till today if somebody says them to me i know exactly where they're from and exactly who said it you know now i i want to touch on this on this aspect of blade that i found really interesting um because they they actually show it a little bit in the movies as well he actually can speak some of the ancient like vampire language a little bit i do oh, yeah. understand it which i which is super super cool which even a lot of like young vampires don't know it because like they weren't taught it. It's like you can you see it all the time with like the ancients and the elders, they all have like this language that they speak back and forth to each other, which sounds of like I would say like gibberish Latin.
1: I was gonna say Gaelic, but okay.
0: Really because I mean it, it literally, it literally sounded like the actor was just sitting there saying shit. It, it, that, it, just, it sound like, it's like somebody sitting there trying to pretend to speak Japanese. But they were sitting <laughs> there pretending to speak Spanish. Or Latin. Not, not, not even Spanish, like the, like Latin. Like, like Roman Catholic. Like, yeah, like. hmm. So it didn't even. But then there was also a bunch of Russian, and there's a bunch of there was. I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of like a lot of Russian themes going on in that in movie.
1: Well, it's also one of those things like where if you traveled the world, and it's like, well, you know, if you what was the uh, what was it the one chick said in the Mighty Ducks, comparing the United States to other countries, the United States is like a teenager. Mm. So it's like you you've got like you know Eastern Europe which is goes back all the way to the fucking Roman Empire
0: this is true
1: right yeah. And then it's like look at look at Africa and how long its history is even Russia or China. so it's like it would make sense that you'd have more regal areas or longer or areas with longer deeper history of the world that were experienced or influenced by these creatures of the night. And then it's like, if they had like shit, Caesar could have been a vampire for all we know, as far as that mythology and lore is considered. So it's like, if you had those people who were in that type of power back then who were influenced and shit, like the way Blade said they did in, in modern day Manhattan, it would make sense. So it's like, uh, he would probably speak different languages on top of the fact that they traveled all over the place too.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's also like at the end of um, at the end of number one, the little post credit scene, mid credit scene or whatever, when he rolls down yeah. on um, on uh, on the um frost like right hand man. Yeah. his name? He rolled down on him and, and he was in Moscow. I'm like that. I I don't. know I found. I just find so many aspects of this character just so interesting and like. The the fact that he like I said, his um he can actually he can still turn people, even though he's half vampire, he can still turn people.
1: I was always confused why he didn't make daywalkers.
0: That is a good point though. And they never explain exactly why he's a daywalker, they just chalk it up to the fact because he's half human and half vampire. Honestly wouldn't a half human and half vampire Transmit
1: half the vampire genes. Well, I, I always took it like, uh, like the way, uh, Nissa said it in the second one, how the Reapers were as different from vampires as Blade was from a regular vamp. So in my mind, I'm thinking that Blade himself is like a whole new mutation, just like how like yeah. Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four are technically mutants, but they yeah. weren't born with that they weren't born that way they, they were
0: they were right.
1: so in my mind I'm thinking like they, when blade was bitten his body in utero somehow adapted the strain the virus the the, the system which the, the 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 blood was carried to his body and made it work for him but it came with that side effect for him needed to consume human blood. And the thing that also is really interesting is the fact that like whenever he consumes actual blood, it like oh. quadruples his power. Yeah. And, and I I thought that was cool. Like in the first one when he bite when he first bites Karen, when he first tastes human blood, and he mm-hmm. lets out that roar and you see like his actual teeth and his eyes are dilated. I was Those like,
0: oh, things, oh, yeah, oh. and he has like the blood running down. I'm like, oh. Man jumps it, it like, like twenty stories up. Frost. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God, yeah. He it was go time. So it was like watching Goku go Super Saiyan.
0: Yeah, and then they pulled it, the, and then I I love the fact that they pulled the same thing again for the final battle, when he drops himself into the pool, the blood pool. That when he, when he went to fight um.
1: Oh, uh, Reinhardt and his men. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep, yep. He just, he wa- just. The music playing. First off, Crystal Method. They were, they were gods for making that track. That's in there. <laughs> Like, like he just raises up out the water. Just nothing covers his eyes. It's like his blood just running down his eyes. Just looking on the mic. Yeah, no words. No, nothing. It was just an on-site situation. The
1: thing that always killed me in that fight scene is when he suplexes the last guy. I thought that shit was mad random and hilarious. And yeah, then, like the he way he popped back up a- after he does it.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't even a suplex, bro. That wasn't even a suplex. That was a um, um. I'm not a wrestling guy, but that definitely wasn't a, su- a suplex. Is when you're behind them, you wrap your arms around the waist and lift them up. Above and drop them on like their the top part of their back or near their neck. That man pulled. It was like a not a stunner, um, not a power driver, a tombstone. That's what they call it. it was one of it was one of the Undertaker. He just picks him up straight up and just drops back. Boom! Hit him with a tombstone. He's like, hmm. It just, gets up. Like he took the, that's how Ruth, he took time on that last one. He took his time on that last one. He enjoyed that very much. Sorry. And I, yeah. I just,
1: mm-hmm. hey, hey, I'm sorry. It's just that like, my, my whole thing is like, we, we get the moments where he cuts loose like that. It's like, and like when he enjoys it and he has fun. And it's like, I want to see that, but it's like, I don't think we're going to get that with Mahershala Ali.
0: No, not at all, because I think they're going to, I think they're going to roll with the more, um, more, like, sophisticated, more, like, like, ta- tactical, um, yeah, more, more tactical, more conservative. Blade this time this time around because we got the hood, you know, we got the hood blade and you know, we got two hood blades, raised in the streets, whatever. Like, motherfucker, what you think this is with the attitude and everything. But I think we're gonna with Mahers- uh, uh, Ali, we're gonna get a more like laid back, conservative, like tactician, like I really feel like we're gonna get more of a Batman type blade. But, like Comic, Like comic Batman Not like what we've seen mm-hmm. in the movies You know a Batman that's sitting down At the desk doing the work You know what I mean right. But then after he gets that work done He out there in the streets cracking skulls Right 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 And I'm also
1: tempted to see if they're gonna Give him the axe to grind Because the thing that was always Jeez. the Driving force for him was, was, revenge. was revenge Because of the whole thing with his mom mm-hmm. So like you see her in the first one played by Sonia Latham, the, the beautiful, mm-hmm. exotic Sonia Latham. Lovely. Yes. And yes. that scene where they got into that quick scuffle and how she said that, you know, I'm your mother. We're, we we could be together. He's like, you know, we, we don't have things on to go this way. And then he's like, I must release you. And he runs her through. Mm-hmm. I was son right there like when he watched her die all you saw was that look in his eyes like I'm not done yet these niggas just made me do this I'm killing everything I'm about to see next he, j- he grabs his vest he jumps in the middle of the room and it was
0: go time Mm-hmm. like he didn't even feel guilty that he just killed his mother like that all that anger and rage was immediately directed George Frost immediately. He didn't he didn't feel bad about it at all. Like he knew exactly like this is not my fault. Not my I mean, I'm just saying I would have like axe to grind too. First off, you deprived me of my mother my entire life. Got me thinking she's dead. When in reality you turned into a blood sucker and you're probably been smashing her too. Yeah My mother Yeah it's go time And then turn around And make me have to kill her Right Boy it's go time It is Go time Like there's no questions No thinking no none of that On
1: Like yeah, you've been hunting me for for fifty years, and I had your had your mom as my little pet. Like,
0: (laughs) sir, what? Sir, what?
1: He's like, yeah. Here we are, one big happy fucking family.
0: (laughs) Oh, he did, and he taunted him with it too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot all about. And that's what I love so much about the way they wrote that character. He was. Hockey because he knew He had it He knew he had it Like literally All he needed was that last drop No Actually no He actually completed the full ritual He completed the full transformation Actually He did In Still I still cry over that one scene, where he's just standing there. He just did, um, he just did. Oh yeah, he cut he cut him in half or something. Yeah, like, he cut him in half, and he's just standing there, and Frost is like congeals back together, and he looks over his shoulder and just mouths, "What the fuck? what the fuck?" <laughs> like, and just this. Just, just a complete like astonishment, and the fact that he he whispered it. He didn't even whisper it. It was completely inaudible. He just mouthed it, just because it was exactly what everyone was thinking. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anyone really break that movie, that first movie, apart and point out anything really wrong with it. I mean, there's probably a lot of things wrong with it, but I would like to go back, sit through it, and like really like look at. In the writing, actually, I look at the writing specifically, um, because I personally think the writing in that movie was great. Well, it was another one of them classic
1: cases of, it was 20 years ahead of its time, no one had really seen it before, with the dynamic, with the lead, with everything, like, it it was literally revolutionary in what it did not just for comics but for movies in general in my opinion
0: uh honestly i i can agree with that especially on the uh, on the movie aspect of it because at the time i wasn't even thinking about marvel you know i didn't even know again like i said i didn't even know he was a marvel hero because marvel's tag is nowhere on that movie right maybe i like the so, end of the credits when he had the Marvel it was subtly marvel done symbol.
1: I think it was one of the things like where they, they wanted to have their brand on it, but they wanted to be careful about it just in case it was a flop.
0: No, they weren't even, they weren't even, they weren't banking on it at all. Cause at the time, it wasn't them doing the movie. They didn't have the rights to it. Right. It was one of the rights that they had given to Fox and New Line was owned by Fox. So it was Fox that was producing the movie through New Line. Mm-hmm. Cause it was a Fox New, it was a Fox movie. Right. So technically they couldn't put their stamp on it. They still needed to put the Marvel Comics stamp on it, but there were no Mar, there was no company specific, there was no Marvel Studios at the time. Right. So all they could and put it, on it was the actual Marvel Comics logo.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is what the end of the nineties. And here's another here's another big misconception also is that you know everyone talks about you know like Marvel and everything Marvel did with the MCU and how you know we got ten plus years of of cinematic universe which is connected together. Marvel was not the first big characters using 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 on the screen like this. I mean we got the Schwarzenegger the, the Predator Schwarzenegger movie that's comic book based. Sylvester Stallone playing yeah. Judge Dredd—that's comic book based. Let's yeah. not forget the Ninja Turtles. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that was comic book based. Shit, Dolph London has a Punisher movie from the nineties.
0: Oh yeah, he does. Speaking of that, there's been so many other heroes that we've seen now that are in the MCU that have already had movies before. Right. There was an old. Let's not forget Spider-Man that Nick movie. Fury movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, with um Hasselhoff. Yup. Yeah, there was a Doctor Strange movie already, there was a Captain America movie already. Of course everyone knows about the Incredible Hawk show with well, Lou Ferigno. Yeah. And then uh of course, bring bring back to Arnold Schwarzenegger again, Hercules. Yeah, that too. Cause technically so Arnold Schwarzenegger's first movie in America was Hercules. And mm-hmm. then we see him reprise the role of Hercules in Thor versus Hercules. So technically, the version of Thor that he that the version of Hercules he plays is the Marvel Her- the Marvel Hercules, right? In the That's Marvel point. Olympian pan- pantheon. So we've already se- so we've seen Hercules too, Mm-hmm. like. So, people got to remember, like, all this was already done before. I
1: I think it was just one of the cases, like, see, the issue that they had way back when was, if it was aimed pot towards children, it had to be light and have a fun tone to it. Like, you know, we're we're 90s kids. We grew up watching shit like the Three Ninjas and the Power Rangers. So, it's like, you had the Kung Fu aspect, which was cool, and then, like, the stuff that they did and the Zords and the Morphing. And then, like with the power, uh, with Sound Power, with the Ninja Turtles, you had you know the weapons, the mutation, and it's like, but people felt like that first movie was too violent. That first movie is my favorite movie ever, period. Ninja
0: Turtles, yes, the original one. Well, absolutely, hands down, hands down. Like the second one was, what was that? Was The second one got catered more
1: towards children, Mm -hmm. and but that went against the source material. That's why it ended that series ends the way it does. And I think yeah. like that's one of them things like with Blade, like they let that shit be dark. They let it be edgy. Like the whole thing with the vamps. They weren't let it let it scared to let it let them be like monstrous or grotesque. Like they, they, the shit they, they were doing. They
0: openly showed blood. Openly showed blood. Right? Shit. Isn't Deacon it... Frost tears the one dude's whole throat open. Right? Right. And not only that, they literally was in a rave that was Raining blood. They had a man literally on the floor covered in blood. Remember the body farm from number two?
1: Uh that, that was, was number three, three, three. actually. Three. And the funny yeah. thing is, that's all that was also supposed to be in number
0: one. Yeah, yeah. I remember they they pulled it because that was supposed to be Frost Body Farm.
1: Yes. Cause Karen asked him, "Where's the food supply gonna be if every if the Blood God comes and turns everyone? And then he takes her to like a room and shows her the like the like the pre like the the premise for like the Blood Farm. And he was like, "Oh, I've already got that covered." And I was like, "See, and that's another thing. Like once again, see they cut little things out to save them for later or use them at another time. Because and it's also like." We can let shit be dark, but shit can only be so dark before the rating changes. Yeah. Like um I'm a big uh I'm a big I'm a big Chronicles of Riddick fan.
0: Oh yeah, same here, same here.
1: Like I, I love Ben Diesel playing it playing that character. And how like that first one black, was good. Man. It set a premise. But the second mm-hmm. one wound up being rated P G and the reason why they made it P G was because They didn't want to they didn't want to limit the audience by making it rated R because if once you make a movie rated R, you know, sort of a a parent taking their child, the kid can't sit through it alone. Yeah. Now in modern times, if if it's got enough of a following or if it's got enough buzz, that could still work, and especially with the whole streaming network now, it's not even necessary
0: cuz you can easily make this a streaming only movie and you can make it un- and it can be unrated right it can be uh, which which is uh, which i find really interesting and um i want i want them to start releasing like the unrated versions of movies on the streaming absolutely i am like i know i know they they started doing it but i feel like i don't know i just i i mm. I just wish it was a little more interactive, and that's what I would like to see. Because I think Blade, the Blade movies are on. What are they on now? What stream is, are? They, what streaming service are they on right now? I want to say HBO Max. That's interesting because I would I would definitely like them to be on HBO Max because it's the radar. Right but also Disney Plus has also opened up, um, set up their uh, their rating system now. So now they can black out certain things and not all just all kids stuff because they added the the Netflix shows on there that are definitely rated TVMA.
1: Right? I mean, think about it. Would you want your son going to school talking to girls about coffee?
0: (laughs) (laughs) My dad told my mommy that they were going to have coffee at 10 o'clock at night. Isn't that weird, Susan? Yeah, Mm -hmm. my mommy drinks coffee in the middle of the day. Sometimes she drinks coffee with Uncle Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it... <laughs> really?
1: I'm telling you, man, it writes itself, it writes itself.
0: Little drums like, really? Cause my mom drinks coffee with Uncle Jim, with your Uncle Jim too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna leave it on that silence on that one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, uh, see now, and I, I really want to express this right now because we're, we're getting to, towards the end of this. I want to express this. I'm, cause I've been, uh, this entire time I've been talking about how I'm really excited. And I'm really happy. I really can't wait to see Marshall Ali play Blade, but I'm also highly, highly, highly nervous. After watching Multiverse of Madness and seeing how essentially they took a movie that was should it should have been rated R. If it was rated R, it would have been I feel like it would have been good. But Blade needs to be rated R. That's like making Deadpool PG. Like it it, it, it doesn't work that way. Blade needs to be rated R because of the of the subject. He's working, literally working with actual monsters. These aren't big purple aliens. These are, pe- these, these are creatures of the night that feed off of other people. Mm-hmm. There are, there, there, there's, there's a level of gore and grotesque that has to come along with this in order to really nail it. You know, to put the nail in the coffin on that one. Right. All pun intended. Oh, God. Well,
1: uh, the my biggest thing is, like, a movie can be shot great. The story can be decent. It can be original. But it's like, there has to be, like, for example, Hugh Jackman, Van Helsing. Mm. I thought that movie was good, yeah. but it bothered to shed me because no one was torn to shreds.
0: Even the werewolf transformation wasn't even that, wasn't glory at all. It was as if he was ripping off later skin. Right? No blood, no none of that. Like it was, it was very. It was. I'd say it was very much centered. Great yeah. movie, absolutely, but very much centered. I, I Once
1: agree. again, the CGI, the makeup, the way they did Frankenstein. Was, I thought that was. It was different. It was cool. It was edgy. It was great. Yeah. It was, was shock beautifully. Frankenstein. But it's one of them things. Like you had, you had the Wolfman. Dracula, all three of his brides, Frankenstein's monster, and the mummy cameo. Right with um uh Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde and no one's torn to shreds? Yeah. Come on, man.
0: I mean, I mean okay, hold up. All we get is um Mr. Hyde's arm being cut off. And that's it. And there's no but and there's no blood. Right? Like we have two Jackman being bit by a werewolf. Where's the blood? You have vampires lifting, vampire women lifting cows and in, into the air, tossing them, lifting people up by their feet in angle and nobody's head pops off? So again, this is where they did, and, and I, that's perfect because that leads in exactly to what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna be different to not see. The whole point of Blade was to introduce that dark side of Marvel. And, and uh, go ahead. No, nah, you finish your thought, go ahead. And I feel like it's going to be weird for Marvel to do this. Now, if they had Sony do it, that makes sense again because they have Morbius. They could, they, they could, they could run with that. But for Marvel to be helming this, one, it's you already know it's going to be PG thirteen. Kevin Feige refuses to go rated R in anything that he has his hands on, which is why I feel weird about Deadpool. What they're going to do with Deadpool? You know mm. what I mean? I, now this, now this is this is my idea. I say, we have Marvel Studios, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: now, a while back when they decided to make that absolutely god awful Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance, I feel like, and at the, I don't know, I don't know if anyone checked this out, maybe it's a Mandela effect, but as it opens up, it has a Marvel moniker. The moniker is Marvel Knights. Instead of Marvel. My idea is. Branch off. If you don't want to give it to Sony. That's fine. You ain't got to give it to Sony. Branch off. You have Marvel Studios. But then you have Marvel Knights. And Marvel Knights can be. The platform or the studios where. Same people. But different different moniker. Just to take it away from your main disney stuff you know in that way you can do your rated r movies over there dark movies over there you can have your ghost riders you have your um you know you you can even have your doctor Stranges over there you can have your blade over there um the rest of the marvel knights you can have over there all the you know all the dark characters that fall into myth mythology and stuff like that you can have them over there um and make them rated r So, I agree.
1: I absolutely agree. I think that's a great idea. You
0: know, but, will they? No, cause Feige, I mean, he ignores me, but you can't be mad at the man who keeps making greatness.
1: Uh, I, I can be upset about it if it goes against the source material and it's not the story I know.
0: Yeah, that, that right there. Yeah, you can go against that. But even, I mean, yeah, you can go against him on it cause he, he greenlit it. So yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I didn't like Tom Holland playing Spider-Man until the last one.
0: Yeah, he had a girl on me. I liked him sure. after the second one. After Far From Home, that's when I, that, that's, that's when I really started, I was like, all right, not bad. Um. But yeah, and so I just really hope that the first of Marshall Ali, he's an amazing actor. Right. Blade is an amazing character. And so I feel like they have a great matching there. Right. I just hope that they do right by one, do right by the character. Two, do right by the actor. And three, do right by the by the man who kicked it all off, Wesley Snipes, because from what I from what I have found out is that it was Wesley that even brought the idea of doing blade to them doing another blade to them yeah he had brought it to them years ago before he had did uh, before he had showed up in expendables he had brought them two uh two ideas a movie and a TV show so this is them taking the movie idea that they give that he gave him. So I just feel like they do. They, I just feel like they, they just have to do right by the by the character, by the source material, by the actor. I just hope so. Right. Uh, and then I'm definitely gonna go watch the anime later as well. Right.
1: Well, the all, also the questions I have is they're keeping a lot of stuff under wraps. They haven't really made a lot of stuff public or talked about it. Because the questions I have about the series is that we know mahershal Ali is Blade, but that's all we know. Like, yeah. are they even going to use Abraham Whistler? Is Deacon Frost the bad guy for this one? Who Who is he dealing yeah. with? Because if they open up with him hunting Dracula, they might be shooting themselves in the foot right there. But it's like,
0: if they go ahead go ahead.
1: It, it, but it's like if they build towards it like alright maybe he went to go prove himself to Whistler he wants to hunt down Morbius Morbius winds up being more than he can chew Morbius bites him he reacts and then it becomes like a war between the two of them and it's more like a sort of like a chess match between uh like Kida and Light and uh Death Note mhm and another thing is, like, you know, just like how we talked about, like, why doesn't the, uh, Blade made Daywalkers? Like, what happens if Morbius starts fighting people? Or there was a whole arc in the Spider-Man cartoon where Blade's mother tried to make more living vampires. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of material. There's a lot of things they could do. My question is, how dark is this going to be? Who's playing opposite him? in what story angles are they gonna touch on because like the whole thing with Multiverse of madness that upset the fuck out of me is they did this whole thing with Wanda being the bad guy with the whole M-Day thing and like we never introduced the mutants yeah there was no build up to it this is me being reasonable no this is someone else dropping the ball
0: absolutely absolutely so what I what what I was gonna say about the whole him hunting Dracula thing, I'd actually be cool if they open it up with him hunting Dracula, as his main objective. But, of course, you know, there's a little, you know, there's always there's always a motherfucker trying to escalate uphill that he got to handle. Right. You know what I'm saying so. I, I would like I would like that because I would like to see I don't want an origin. God, don't let this be an origin. Don't want an origin. What I want to see is a seasoned blade, a seasoned character blade, who's already been here, done that, fought this, fought that. Um, so we can even have him already be in, you know, already be in a battle with Frost, already be on the hunt for Dracula you know have it you know since we since we haven't seen him interact with Morbius yet, we can have this take place after he has an encounter with Morbius, which that way we can lead that opens up Morbius, that gives, you know, those Sonya a bone there that they have some that they can lead up to. Um but yeah, as seasoned later on in life type blade. Cause that's what he's sounding like in you know in that end cutscene with the Black Knight. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's like, "Are you ready for that? Are you sure you're ready for that? Because I've seen some shit, and some shit I'm not even ready for. Are you sure you ready for that? So it sounds. It definitely sounds like we're gonna be getting a older, you know, seasoned. And I just so I I would like it to see if you know he's already accomplished these things. But again, same questions arise. Who's act, who's going to be acting opposite him? Who is the villain? What's the storyline? So I don't know. I guess we shall see. Was it Blades like what late phase four or like start of phase five? Um, I want to say it was phase
1: four, maybe start of phase five. Because the whole Multiverse of the Madness thing was supposed to kick off the supernatural monster aspect of the MCU. But they're still trying to debate and cast, or at least they haven't made it public knowledge over who's playing certain parts. Just like how, if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I know you did, we already saw the Ghost Rider, Robbie Ramirez. Mm -hmm. Robbie Reyes. Excuse me, Robbie Reyes. And I liked that kid who played him. I I think he did a great job. Yeah. I, I was a little... A little off by him draw, driving the charger, I'm not gonna lie.
0: The graphics, but... It's because the graphics on a charger was like a little off. Because but I'll, the I'll take that's it does, it does. That's actually that version of Ghost Rider, he actually rides, he rides a charger. Okay. And I love the fact that they added in that that specific charger was a leftover charger from Fast and Furious 1. They make that loud and clear known in the, in the, in the show. That, Interesting. He pre- that he specifically went To try to find That specific charger and found it Yeah so it like it, it's early when they're still Trying to before we even Meet Robbie Reyes Before it was like After we see the whole first scene when he Catches the dude before we actually Get in, fully introduced to him When they're still trying to make That first meeting with him That's what, that, that's what we end up finding out Cause he gets, he buys it from a junkyard, and the junkyard dude said, "Yeah, it's one of those old. It, it's it's um it's really unique. It's an old charger from um the Fast and Furious set. So, I like that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they got going on. Um, but yeah, man. Let's call it on that. Thank y'all for coming to another episode of the Super Breakdown. Uh, Where we take your favorite heroes, favorite villains, break them down, build them back up, and give you guys a multiverse of possibilities. Uh, Definitely, please stay tuned next week. Hopefully, we'll be able to get that Dr. Doom one out to you with a special guest. I'm not going to say anything. mum's the word. Uh, But we definitely will have a special guest host on that one. So, please like, comment, subscribe, share. Let your people know. You guys love comments. You guys love heroes and anything. Now, remember, this is not not just comic books not just comic books man uh you know you have a a show or movie or something like that with a hero with a villain with a protagonist or antagonist you know by all means you you know drop us a line drop a comment you know and we'll we'll take a look at them see if we can get them get them on the show uh got anything to say triage
1: uh i would just like to say that this has always been a pleasure and uh I can't wait to go over the next character.
0: Alright, alright, alright. Alright y'all. See you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.